Authenticity is what is going to set you apart. It's going to make you a difference maker. But how do you know that you are truly being authentic? My guest today is David Osk. He is a man on a mission to help men be their authentic selves. But he doesn't frame it that way. David believes that your uniqueness is what's going to shape your authenticity. Today on this episode, you are going to learn how to shape your uniqueness. You're going to identify what makes you unique, why it makes you, you, and how the power that you have in your uniqueness will set the stage for finding your true north so that you can work anchored and tethered toward your purpose and your goal and impact the lives of others. My conversation with David Osk starts right now. You are listening to the Dads Making a Difference podcast, the number one podcast for men driven to live a life of significance. Men who want to make a difference in the lives of their families, in their business, and in the world around them. My name is Cam Hall, founder of Fight the Dabot and leader of the Dads Making a Difference Mastermind. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now, let's dive in. Hello, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the Dads Making a Difference podcast. My name is Cam Hall. I am your host, and I'm excited for you today to meet David Osk, to dive into a conversation about what it means to be unique and authentic. But first, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to answer a few questions right now, wherever you are, driving in the car, maybe you're at work, maybe you're on the treadmill, or you're cutting the grass right now. I want you to answer these questions honestly. As a dad, as a man, how are you making a difference in the lives of others? How are you making a difference in the lives of your children? How are you making a difference with your spouse or your wife? How are you making a difference in your business or at work or as a mentor? And how are you making an impact in your community? Now, as you answer those questions, I want to make you think about something else. How are you separating yourself from others? What are you doing as a man that is separating you from other dads, from other men, separating you from the chaff? Because you are unique. And it's your uniqueness that is going to help you shine through. Well, speaking of shining today, my guest is David Osk, and he is shining through. David is a man on a mission. He is on a mission to inspire men to find their true north, their unique self, and to live with authenticity. David is an author. He is an entrepreneur. He's an inventor. He's a speaker, and he's an incredibly talented singer and musical artist. But today, David is going to speak to you about authenticity and uniqueness because you need to find what makes you unique. You know, David believes that uniqueness equates to authenticity, and it's only through authenticity that someone can make a difference in the lives of others. And that's why we're here. So join me and David today to learn how you can be a man who is unique and authentic and a dad who's truly making a difference. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with David Osk. David, my friend, it's great to see you. Welcome to the Dads Making a Difference podcast. 
Man, I'm really, really glad to be here. I, I'm, uh, I, of course, have listened to to several of your casts, and I, I just love the the force that you are in in the world, brother. And it's really, truly, an honor to be here. So thank you. I, I appreciate you. There's some, there's a way you say things, David, that just stick with people. We're gonna dive into that today in our conversation. And I think I'd it'd be remiss if I didn't reflect on the first time I met you. If, are you okay if I reflect on that a little bit and share with the listeners? Yeah, uh, yeah you and I met Nashville uh, first weekend of October last year. And I had, I had heard you speak, you, you shared at a, a conference, a mastermind event that we were both at, you sung beautifully. And I was like, who is this guy? And, and we can talk more about your special skills in that area too, on this episode. Um, but it was near the end of the weekend in a room of 140 something men, we were all kind of packing up, getting ready to say our goodbyes. And you and I hadn't had a real opportunity to connect. And you walked up and you said some things to me. And, and I won't share them here because I think that it was a personal moment that I was very impactful in my life. And I wanted to share that with you because the way you approached and some of the things that you said, I want to let you know that in that moment, I was standing in that room as a guy, not quite knowing who I was. Am I in the right spot? Who am I? Like, what's my what's my purpose? Like, where, where am I headed? And I had a lot of questions and you yeah. came up for a simple five minute conversation that I got on the plane that day. And I was like, I'm in the right spot. So I just want to let you know that right now that I appreciate you. And I'm thankful for that. And I cannot wait for the men listening to this right now, or women who are listening to this and are going to pass this on to their husbands. I can't wait for them to hear from you. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. And hey, yeah, I don't, I'll be honest. I have no idea what I said then, but I remember yeah. having that exchange because the whole weekend I was like, man, I want to go talk to Cam. And I, you know, I, and, and of course I would like be walking past you. You're talking to other people and just kind of witnessing the way you're interacting with everybody. And I'm glad we had uh, just a few minutes then anyway, but yeah, yeah thank you. I appreciate it. David, why don't you share um, a little bit about yourself, you know, where you grew up, uh, what you do, and then we'll dive into more of our conversation today. Yeah, so I'm I'm a, a native Minnesotan, and uh, you know, grew up in a little town called Glenwood. It's you know it's 2,500 people and one stoplight, and uh, kind of a resort community, really, and um, really wonderful place to grow up. I my uh, my dad had his uh, had his own welding metal fab shop, and my mom was a a music teacher taught privately in our home for, um, I don't know, 30 years, I think it was. And um, so we were surrounded by a lot of hard work, a lot of farms, a lot of music, um, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of laughter, a lot of love, a lot of chaos and <laughs> so on. And I, I ended up moving to Nashville in 1994. So I've been here, oh wait, this month is 28 years. Wow. And, um, and of course I met uh, my Sweetheart here, Lisa and I've been married for 23 years now, and we've got two kids. Uh, my son is 17, Parker, and my daughter Kate is uh, 15. Amazing. So yeah, that's kind of the the home front and the short short story of it. Yeah, cool. Uh, and you and your family just got back from an epic adventure. You had gone to Europe. Tell us a little bit about that because you and I were talking just briefly before, and this isn't in our notes that I sent you, but I think yeah. it's, you know, how you framed our conversation. I think it's important. So tell us a little bit about that experience and that time as a family. You know, so it, it's really fascinating. The fact that I moved to Nashville for music, right? I, I've cut three records. I love to sing. I've 
you know, had a really, I've not necessarily had a music career, but I've had a lot of fun singing in some really cool places and stuff like that. And so here we are, you know, Lisa and I, right, 23 years later, and my daughter is 15. Mm. And I love bragging on her, right? She's <laughs> As a she, dad should. She's just absolutely awesome. Both my kids are. And Kate plays the violin. She's actually uh, in the Curb Orchestra at the Vanderbilt Children's Orchestra, which is like the highest orchestra you can get there. And she's just awesome. Well, her um, instructor um, through, it's a private school that she goes to under the direction of Corinne Hamblin, Low, she uh, about a year ago said, hey, let's do a tour to Italy. And I'll be honest, at the time, I'm like, my, my knee-jerk reaction was, oh, yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. But then I'm thinking, wait, COVID, and, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of question marks there and so on. Uh, long story short, we, of course, we did it. And we got back here on Saturday night, and it was, a, honestly, just a, a trip of a lifetime. There were a few hiccups there along the way, but to, to stand with that group, and they asked me to sing a couple of songs. I sang Bring Him Home from Les Mis. And, Ave Maria. And, you know, we got to tour the the Sistine Chapel and the Colosseum and St. Peter's Basilica and the Leaning Tower of Pisa and take the gondola ride in uh, Venice and go to, you know, Florence. I mean, it was it was a, a, a real barn burner week in a lot of ways, but of course, a trip that we will never forget for many, many reasons. Yeah, incredible. And, you know, you mentioned how proud you are of your children. And there's there's yeah. nothing wrong with gushing about your kids on this podcast. I want to let you know that I've been yeah. known to do that a couple of times. Uh, let's talk about being a dad because, you know, this podcast is called Dad's Making a Difference. And we t- want to inspire men to be a difference maker, a difference maker in their family, in their business, if they're an entrepreneur, which I know you are. And then uh, also in their communities to go beyond oneself and one's circle and expand your sphere of influence. And so, you know, let's talk about your life um, and being a difference maker. You know, I, I put some guys on the spot with this and like, I'm not quite sure how to ask, but I, I want to ask you this question. Yeah. How would you describe a man or a father specifically who is a difference maker man you know i i think that we we there's a lot of social social pressure right especially nowadays not only do you have generational pressure just mm-hmm. kind of hey you know you're, you're raised in a certain way your dad your parents were raised in a certain way and it's, it's just kind of the, the this idea that you know you kind of stay in line and do what they did that kind of stuff but then also we have this other pressure of yeah, of, uh, you know, social media and, and all of that kind of thing. And, and I think that there's this idea out there about being different in general, that I think lacks depth. Mm. Um, uh, and, and I know your, your question here is around making a difference, right? Being a different yeah. you know, difference maker, but the, dive into that though. Yeah. So, so I, I'm, I'm I'll, I'll kind of just hit on a couple of things here. I, I love the idea of uniqueness, right? I mean, we're mm-hmm. we're we're all so unique. I don't care if it's our fingerprints, our you know eyes, you know retinas, all that kind of stuff, right? We're just on a very tangible front and center level. We're so different, but then you get into the complexities of you know the things that I value, right? Versus you. I mean, I understand like like when we talk about core values, there's I think. The psychologists have said there's around 80 or something possible core values in the English language, right? And there's some overlap in this and that. 
But what's fascinating is, is when you actually start to put those in a hierarchy and in a, in a priority, and then you mix that with personality and strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, we, we bring to the table a, a, such a complex uniqueness. And so I'll be honest, I think this idea of making a difference and being a difference maker, I love that, making, you know, mattering, making a difference, it has to come from a unique mm. place. Um, or the alternative is being a rather generic person, right? Being a, gen I'll just say it this way, being a generic man. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, not only does that seem to just take the wind right out of my sail, it makes me really, really mad because I, I think that, you know, the glory of, I forget who said it, but the glory of God is man fully alive. Well, what does that mean? Right. right. That means the unique qualities that have been authored, right. Authenticity that have been authored in us when those things start rising to the top and, and we shed some of the, the pressures and we just get after it and, and cause the flourishing of those around us, whether it's, you know, Hey, right here, I'm going to cause your flourishing, right. And, and make your life better today. But of course my family and, and, you know, those closest to me, but when I do it in a unique way, when I do it in the, you know, the David Osk way, right. The old Denton yeah. universe thing. Well, what happens then? I mean, not only is it, is it powerful because it came from a place that is, that is, that I've chosen inside of me, right? I, I've identified those things, identity, and I'm acting in alignment with that identity, but I get to see that dent, right? I get to see the impact that I have. And then it comes back to me in a way that's like, that felt really good to be me. Yeah. And it's this, it's this uh, um, kind of a clean fuel driven difference making. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm getting, I'm, so getting, I'm getting a little bit deep there. It's but so I, good. Anyway. Uh, no one wakes up and says, Oh, I want to be generic today. Yeah. Right. And I think we are all driven to make some type of impact. Yeah. Some guys will be like, Oh, I don't really know what I want to do. Well, it deep inside, when you get to it, they want to make an impact. Maybe yeah. they're not, maybe they're, maybe they're cam in Nashville, October, when you're walking up to him, it's like, where can I make my impact? I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out, but they're down deep. They want to make an impact. They want to make a difference. And yeah. you talk about, you know, being unique. And when I think about being unique, I think about being authentic yeah. and authenticity. And I know you've spoken lots about that. You actually had a post on Facebook uh, not too long ago that I wanted to dive into a little bit today because it's, it was quite powerful. And like you said, you go deep at times. I, I, I appreciate yeah. that about you. And our listeners will appreciate that about you. You know, you shared some thoughts about why you love the words anchor and tether. And I read it and I was like, oh, this is impactful. I got to ask David about this. And you spoke about having like radical clarity in who you are and being authentic. Will you share more about your thoughts on why you love Anchor and Tether? Oh, man. Yeah. So <laughs> it, I spent most of my life, you know, growing up feeling like I was the youngest in my family, you know, and the, the men around me were just really capable people, you know, like my dad can build a spiral staircase. That's three stories, not only the steel, but the wood. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's just like really gifted. My brother, he not only does that, but he's incredible at leadership and computer programming and vision. And, and my grandfather was the, 
you know, the head of the Department of Natural Resources in Minnesota and somebody from the governor's office came to his retirement party. And, you know, we just we got, we got all these these people in my family that were just kind of overachievers. And and what's funny is, is I grew up with a little bit of a complex because I was not wired like them. Um, I was uh, I was very. Uh, um, I'm not sure really what the word is. I, I, I know now, you know, of course, what you know, those things that are unique to me and it's words like, um, inspiring. I love that word, right. I mean, which means to breathe life into. Mm. And, um, um, I like, uh, I like great conversations. I like great ideas. I, um, um, anyway, but so the, the my, my story, of course, even as of late has, has kind of fed, um, my my trajectory with regards to uh, anchoring and then this idea of tethering. And to me, I'll just kind of uh, define those real quick. Tethering to me actually is this idea of tethering forward. Like I'm being pulled forward mm. in, a, in a way that is uh, that's very purpose driven where it's it's going or I'm going somewhere and it's for a reason, for a cosmic reason. And I, and I believe that with all my heart. And at the same time, I love the I love this idea of anchoredness um, to those things that I have decided right um, to identify <laughs> in my life identity. You know the things that I've um, decided to build my life upon. You know the anchor, right? When the wind blows, and you know the old you know ship analogy, right? I'm, yeah. I'm anchored. I'm anchored to something that does not move. Period. Um, I might be blowing around in the wind, wind a little bit, right? There's, there's always, you know, that, that movement going on, but you're secure. Yeah. Yeah. You're anchored, but you're secure, right? Yeah. So here, all right. So let me give you a little bit of a curveball here. So this is getting really deep. (laughs) So the word, the word often, so that, you know, Dr. Andy Garrett, who both you and I know, right. Is he's introduced so many things to me that I, that have been really helpful. So one of these the, the idea around authenticity, right? Well, authenticity comes from the word author, you know, and we like to think, especially in, you know, North America here, that we're just completely free, autonomous, we can do anything that we want, all that kind of stuff, right? Well, I didn't, I didn't choose my eye colors, right? I didn't, I didn't choose my taste buds. Well, guess what else I didn't choose? My personality. Mm. I mean, any, anybody who has children knows that they come out of the gate incredibly hardwired, right? My, my son and daughter are so different. My, my uh, brother-in-law, they've got four boys, incredibly different. And so here's, here's what's fascinating. What does that really mean though? It means that when you understand what has been authored in me, the most powerful, precious, courageous, inspiring, meaningful bedrock, you know, kind of stuff, that, that I would, again, identify kind of the hierarchy of those things that would be different from you. Yeah. What happens is, is that becomes my anchor, right? Mm-hmm. When, when I need to course correct, when I, do, when I need to, uh, um, you know, kind of get back to ground zero, as it were, well, those are the things that I've already, you know, predetermined that, that I value. And so lately, especially, I mean, you know this, right? Being an entrepreneur, as well as a dad, there are curveballs every single day. And I mean, it kind of goes without saying with any, with any, anybody's life, but much of my life, I'll be honest, I was not tethered forward, mm-hmm. you know, with a sense of purpose and mission. 
and I was not anchored. I, I had vague, generic ideas around what a man should be, which was more like, hey, do no harm and maybe be kind and do nice things so that people like you, mm-hmm. as opposed to walking into a room, into any setting, knowing exactly who I am, exactly you know the, the ground that I'm standing on, and more importantly, the impact that I want to have in that space, right? Right. Um, in, in the past, you know, Cam, when you, when you and I met, right, we were in a room full of, you know, 150, you know, pretty formidable personalities and, yeah. and, and people who've accomplished some pretty wild things in this world, right? Well, my story is, is that if I were, you know, 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, if I were to have stood in that room, I would have felt so inferior, um, I would have been, it would have been that, that, that idea of just, you know, comparing myself to everybody right. and being like, wow, they're just better than I am. That kind of stuff, as opposed to where I'm at right now, which is I walk into that room and I'm like, okay, who, who needs some help here? Yeah. How did you reframe that? Well, part of it is, is I just realized that we're all the same. Our, our, <laughs> our, our extrinsic accomplishments, right? I mean, the, the, the weight of that um, lasts for about five minutes. It's like, okay, and then we're on to something else. It doesn't satisfy this idea of identity, right? And, and purpose. Those are just things that just need to be just left there. They're, they're good things. They're not bad things. They're just things. They're, it's an accomplishment. But it does not define me, right? It just happens to be the dent that I happen to have in that particular area in that moment. Or, or series of moments, right? And so what's fascinating now is, is, is now that I understand, you know, the authorship that's in me, well, now I understand even more deeply the impact that I get to have. I don't have to have an impact, but I get to have it. And when I act in alignment with those things that are most powerful, precious, courageous, valuable to me, my life just gets more fun. It gets better. And um, I'm not looking externally for approval or accomplishment. And again, I'm human, right? So there's, right, I'm not right, saying right. this yep, is all yep. some utopia, but <laughs> the shift that has taken place, the, the shift that has taken place in me in the last, you know, four years, really, four or five years, I, I think is nothing short of a miracle. Um, I, I, I've had the opportunity to stand and sing and have conversations with the richest people on the planet, right? We're talking people that have like tens of billions of dollars and shake their hands and talk to them and that kind of stuff. And in the past, I would have been just, uh, you know, a a duck out of water, you know, that kind of stuff and just being horribly insecure. And I'm realizing, you know what? I'm here to make a difference. Yeah. And, And they might need something from me. They might need a smile. They might need a connection. I don't know what it is. But when I am, am when I'm on mission, it it, sh- it changes everything, and that that goes back to your question, you know, about about tethering forward. I really believe that I am every single day when I get up, I am on a mission to make a difference um, for the glory of God and for my joy. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's a that's a <laughs> a, a, no, a pretty big great, conversation great. there, but. No, it's great because, you know, I'm, I'm just reflecting on what you said about being anchored to yeah. know who you are and how authenticity, you are the author of your life. 
there's some things you haven't chosen. There's some things that yeah. you don't know yet are in your story. Yeah. But, uh, but knowing that, and also knowing that we all experience that comparison syndrome, we doubt yeah. ourselves, we're all human. Right. And then you just realize that that other human in front of you is just another human being like you are. And yeah. you can start to make decisions and interactions based on the real you, yeah. who you are and who you know yourself to be. Yeah. Uh, tell us about True North, because I see you speak yeah. about True North often. Tell us about that. Hey guys, I wanted to take a moment and talk about our community of DMD brothers in the DMD mastermind. We are men who help each other to stay focused and intentional in our pursuits of personal, professional, physical, financial, emotional, and spiritual growth. We are a community of men who bring courage, wisdom, and transparency to unfiltered conversations that challenge us to be more impactful men, to be dads making a difference. We do this through our online and in-person events where men come together to speak into each other's lives and then turn around and do the deep work to create change in their families, in their businesses, and in the community around them. If you are wondering if this community might be right for you, you can find more information on the DMD Mastermind and you can also book a call directly with me at dmdmastermind.com. Now, let's get back to our show. So again, back to, you know, Dr. Garrett there. I mean, he, he's the one who really came up with that. But, um, you know, true, true North is just this, I, this idea that, well, actually, let me back up. There's a difference between magnetic North, right? Which is you're looking at a compass and you're out in the woods or whatever it is. The needle is, is constantly, you know, just kind of bouncing back and forth. It's close to North, right? Right. But there is a true North, which is absolutely a, a consistent direction where, you know, that, that is uh, separate from this magnetic field that is, you know, this, this compass that's trying to, you know, read the magnetic field around it. So, so true North, again, kind of gets back to this idea of, you know, like you mentioned, what do you build your life upon? Well, what are those things in you again, that, that anchor point that you have identified that is absolutely your bedrock, you, you, it's the it's the decision making matrix at which you hold up in in front of life on any given moment and day, and you filter your decisions through that matrix, right? The, again, back to kind of the core values uh, and so on. And um, I think that's probably the best way to define true north. Everyone, ultimately, it's funny, you know, we make decisions all day long, right? But what are those decisions based upon? Even if you don't haven't defined those things, you may have a, you have a true north. It's just a lousy one. But if you but if you've identified those things and you start making decisions, you know, again, we're human, but for the most part, based upon those things that you have predetermined that this is really valuable to me. Well, it changes everything. It absolutely changes everything because then there's not this question mark inside your heart and your mind. In fact, there's not this question mark over your head that most people will even see, right? You walk into a room and you're just kind of, you're looking around like, Hey, so, you know, pick me, pick me. You're, you you feel like that little 12 year old, you know, who's getting picked last, that kind of thing. Or don't pick me or, yeah, or, or, don't. You, or you sit in the back, which, you know, being a guy who's six, five, it's hard to hide. 
Yeah. You have this mentality. It's like, don't pick me. Don't single me out. I'm not ready. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I love the, the, the true North. I, there's a lot of true North language, uh, you know, out there books and all this yeah. kind of thing. But I, I, when, when it, with regards to authenticity and identity and purpose and so on, I just think to, well, in fact, you use that phrase radical clarity, you know, let's not just get clear. Let's get radically clear because then what's fascinating, this is something that I've noticed in my life, even in the last couple of years is I know well in advance of an obstacle or an opportunity, the things that I'm going to say yes to and no to, Mm. because I've already predetermined my definition of success. And in the past, I'll be honest, I was kind of running ragged with my schedule and all kinds of stuff because I was saying yes to things that might've been fun or might've looked good on the, you know, exterior, if you will, that kind of thing. Um, especially music, by the way, um, just because I, you know, I wanted to quote unquote, be somebody or at least not be a nobody. Mm. But what's fascinating now is, is I've turned down more opportunities for, for product development for, I mean, this last year, I bet I, I bet I turned down 10 musical engagements that in the past I would have absolutely flipped over to stand on the front of, you know, symphony stages and all kinds of stuff. Why? I don't care about the money anymore. It's a distraction from the things. And and again, that, that sounds harsh, um, but it's a distraction to the things that I've already identified as very valuable right? Which some of it is margin in my own time. I want to talk about that. You know, you, I want to talk about distraction because men are listening to this right now. You know, our conversation is going on. We're talking about, you know, being the author and anchoring, tethering and authenticity and your true North. And they're listening and say, yeah, that sounds all good. I feel yeah. that I'm that way. However, what are some of the maybe the pitfalls, some of the risks of not operating in that way. And how can someone listening right now do a quick self-assessment to say, am I, am I operating that way? Or am I being distracted from what I really want to be doing? What I really should be doing what my purpose is, what my impact is. Such a great, such a great question. And, and I, and again, I think there's a, there's a bit of a misnomer out there that, that someone would say, well, yeah, I've, 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 I've done that work. I, I know what my core values are, that kind of thing. Yeah. Here's what's fascinating though, is if you, you know, and even Dr. Garrett says, follow the clues, right? Negative or positive. So, so if your life has the markers of success, right? But you don't feel like a success. Well, what, what's, what's happening there? Uh, you know, you, you, especially, you know, I'm in Nashville, right? For the most part, you know, upper middle class, you know, people, you know, have a five televisions and three computers and iPad, nine phones and four cars and, you know, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And, and at the same time, um, I, I would dare say that that a good portion, not only here, but everywhere for that matter, of people feel very fragmented. They feel very um, uh, stuck, unfulfilled. Um, man, I, I, I would say that, that sometimes too, when you, you would say I'm, I'm operating in this authentic space, well, how, how's, your, how's your anger trigger? Do you have a short fuse and are you just, are you snapping you know, snapping all the time? Are you, are you full of anxiety or struggling with depression? 
is there a, is there a sense of of apathy in your life fatigue or are you avoiding certain situations and people that kind of stuff well again dr garrett would say that those are the signs the clues that you're not living an authentic life you're not living a life that's true to you so i think at the very least if those things kind of rise up in you and you know so whoever's listening is like holy smokes yeah he nailed three of those for me i'm not saying it's you know some huge judgment call but at least tap the brakes and 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 you know do a, do a little bit of an assessment so on the flip side of that though you know the, the clues of authenticity the clues that you're you know you're living a life that is um you know that's rich and full well again not to paint this picture of a utopia but in general you feel genuine mm-hmm. you know you feel um resilient compassionate uh, you're you're able to have a, a a beautiful give and take with people, and you're not like I've got to move on and get on to that next thing. You know, you're you 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 have margin in your heart and your mind to linger with someone. Um, you know, there's a, a sense of purpose or or even freedom in your life. So I, I think that the the beautiful thing about identity and authenticity is 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 when we if we feel or if we look like we have the markers of success, but we don't feel like a success. And again, that word success probably needs to be defined too. But I think people get the point. At least tap the brakes, right? And start asking some questions and to say, what are some of these things in my life that might be distracting me? Or maybe there's some things that not only is not a distraction, I need to kick this to the curb or throw it as far as I can in a, a black hole because it's just robbing me of a, a life that I really, really want. Yeah. I, I will often ask, you know, the one thing, what's the one thing that someone listening could take away right now that would help push them in the right direction. And yet I feel that you just addressed that. You just said, hit the brakes, reflect on where you're at, (laughs) identify what's working and what's not how you feel because too often we think there's a quick fix, right? We're looking for the answer, the checkbox items. And what we really need to do is sometimes just be self-aware. And so slow down. Oh man. So, yeah. So let me be really honest here about my, you know, kind of the way this plays out in my life. If I sleep, I forget. Hmm. I mean, I, I really believe that when God says his mercy is new in the morning, it's because it's not like you can, I don't know anybody who's, who's had the light bulb moment. Okay. You know, life is good and they can just go for six months and not, not recalibrate, not, not course correct you know, to say that we're human is, you know, it's cliche, but it's, it's almost putting it lightly. We are so fickle. We are so easily swayed by, um, I don't care if it's a lack of sleep or something we ate or a comment, you know, from someone. And it could be even somebody we don't even know on social media that, that really throws a, you know, throws us off. So I think the, Again, I think the the one thing really, though, as far as I'm concerned, I'll just again back to my story here is I have to recalibrate every single morning. Uh, I have a routine. Oh, actually, let me let me uh, quote someone. So Dan Miller, uh, the guy that wrote 48 Days for the Work You Love and um, No More Mondays and so on. And I've had the privilege of getting to know him a little bit. And I asked him one time, what does your morning routine look like? And he spends like two to two and a half hours you know, getting the rudder pointed in the right direction. And so when he said that, I was like, two hours. I'm like, why, you know, why do you do that? Why, why do you go for two hours? 
And very quickly he said, oh, I, I have to. Hmm. And that was the end of it. And I thought, what a wonderful, humble, and, and really courageous um, position that he kind of announced in that moment, right? Yeah. He, he, his tagline in his emails is stay inspired. And inspiration to me is the best word in the entire English language. And again, it means to breathe life into. And he says to stay inspired. Well, what does that presuppose then? Guess what? We are bucking a headwind every single day. And sometimes I make that headwind harder than it even needs to be just because I can be a real knucklehead. <laughs> and sometimes life is really hard. But I, I, I think that uh, the, the calibrating, the course correcting on a, on a daily basis back to the anchor, right? Back to that tether forward. So we, we've, got, we've got a sense of, of ground bedrock we're standing on. And we've got a sense of mission that's 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 pulling us through those you know those brick walls. Um, when I have chosen the language around that, and I course correct and calibrate to that language, man, it's it's bulletproof. It's it's just like oh yeah. Every morning the light bulb comes back on, and I'm like oh yeah. But again, if I sleep, I forget. Yeah. Awesome. Such a good, such a good pointer, tip, insight. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. You know, I love asking men this because I'm more or less, I'm, I'm curious, you know, as a dad, as a husband, as, you know, an entrepreneur, professional, you know, what is something, one area right now that you are committed to growing in or something that you're really excited about right now? And so growth, my, my story has been, my, my physical health has always been a real, a real challenge. I, I'm not one who, you know, there's so many people who are wired to like, Hey, there's that hill, go climb it just cause it's there, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I, my, I think my natural wiring is just to, Hey, just relax, just take, you know, take a chill pill here. Why does there, you know, why is everybody so uptight about this and that? I, and I kind of want the easy way, you know, hit the, hit the easy button. Yeah. And what I'm finding lately with regards to, you know, the area that I, that I, I'm really wanting to change, it's really, and you, you know, you've heard this too, right? A thought creates an emotion and emotion creates an action. Right. And, and so one of the things that I've been working on really intensely here lately in the last couple of years is I've got two coaches, you know, one that actually three now, but one that really helps me dial in, you know, just, just headspace around what I, again, what I think is absolutely true about my physical health and mental health, that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I've got some uh, accountability and support around that. And then, and then a, you know, a coach that helps me just, you know, stay on track with workouts and things like that. Um, and I'm finding that, uh, you know, I mentioned clues earlier, right? The, what's fascinating is, is I wish I would have realized this before, but the things that I, in a knee-jerk reaction, want to avoid, right? Oh, that's just too hard. That's a pain in the butt, that kind of stuff. Well, that's the clue to the thing that I need the most. But what's wow. fascinating, but what's fascinating is, is on the other side of it is actually a, a, a joy, and I'm not even going to use the word happy, but a joy that is way better than than what I'm experiencing right now. So I'm what I'm finding is is the clue. Yeah. And, and again, sometimes it's sleep, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you know, don't eat that certain junk food or, Hey, I don't feel like going to the gym right now. Well, that's exactly what I need. And on the other side of it 
is is and I'm not even sure the word joy, joy captures it, but there's there's a I like the word abidingness. There's there's a there's a deep abidingness in me that just that just seems to to settle into uh, uh, I'm not even sure what the word is there. I'm, uh, please forgive me that, but a settled a settledness maybe that's what it is as opposed to feeling just a little bit kind of fragmented and anxious about something yeah but to me that to follow the clue of that knee-jerk reaction of something that i don't want to do and sometimes it's literally sitting down and meditating and just just breathing Mm. um it's what i need the most but on the other side of it is is like this this bucket of gold that's waiting for me sometimes it can feel like it's so simple and yet it looks like that insurmountable mountain in front of you. You don't want to climb. Yeah. So my encouragement, my encouragement to you and, and to anyone who's listening is just simple. Isn't bad. Take one yeah. step, one step, one commitment, get yeah. settled. Uh, don't settle for where you're at, but get settled in your process. I think there's, a yeah, so I'm going to borrow that. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, no, thank you for sharing and being vulnerable <laughs> with us. Uh, yeah. David, I appreciate you. Thank you again for taking time today. I, I know that whoever listens to this is going to, you know, walk away with something super powerful for their lives. And I, when I re-listen to it, I know I'm going to walk away with more information too. And I said, oh, I, how did I not pick up on that in that conversation? But thank hey, can you. I, can, yeah. I leave, can, I, can I leave you with one thought here? Absolutely. So, so something that's been roiling around in my mind over the last month and I'll be honest, I feel like I want to write a book about this. Um, but, you know, obviously your, you know, your, your entire thrust here is about, you know, parenting and, you know, being a great father, right? One of the things in my life, and it was actually, be, it came to light through uh, two deaths in our family, is, is, is this idea of being for someone, F-O-R, right? I am for you. And, and as a father... Um, Dr. Andy Garrett, right? He would say his, his goal as a dad is to remove as, uh, as much uncertainty um, in his family as he possibly can, meaning he is a consistent father. He shows up in a consistent way. I love that. Wow. And But what, one of the things that's unique to me about being a dad and really about being a human being is, um, and I, I think the title of my book will be, I Am For You. But here's where, here's where the twist is, especially when I think about, you know, Parker, I mean, he's my, my son, he is a little mini me if I've ever seen it. And I, if I drop dead today, right. I want Parker to know that I was for him. And I'm not saying for the generic sense of a young man to go out there and kill it and drag it home. Right. I am for his uniqueness, for his joy, for his, his courage um, and, and the way that he expresses those things, I, I, I think being for someone in their uniqueness is the biggest gift you could possibly give somebody. And um, I uh, and, and and I'll just well, my one last comment here, Cam, is uh, one of the things that stands out to me with regards to you and your mission is, um, in fact, I have a tattoo here that says "Victorious Light" in Latin. And whenever I think of you, I think of the word "light." And I'm not just like thinking light bulb. I'm thinking lightning. I'm thinking like a uh, the, this sense that um, that that light is shown in darkness and people are set free. 
And man, to, to stand not only as your friend, but as your brother on mission with you, right? To, to, to bring light into dark places with people. Um, I'm, to say that I'm for you doesn't even come close. So whatever you need, I mean it, just ask. I, I, you need connections, you need inspiration, you need somebody to you know, pick you up when you fall down, brother. I am <laughs> for you. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for you, brother. So thank you so much for having me on here. Thank you, David. We'll leave it with that, my friend. I can't wait to see you again and say hello to your beautiful family. I'll do it. Thanks. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Dad's Making a Difference podcast. I hope you found value in today's show. And if it made a positive impact on you, please share it with someone you know, leave a five-star review, and subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. I'm Cam Hall. Thank you for spending time with me today, and I will see you on the next episode of the DMD podcast.